Hello to you, Doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doinked with myself, Michaela, and Josh. We'll be going over everything that happened on the divisional weekend in the NFL. We are mm. also going to slightly dip into what has happened in the Hall of Fame selections. And we have a little bit of a hot take about two players across two different sports at the end of this episode. I'm playing loud noises right now. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Uh, I So I'm realizing in my notes, I'm usually very, very particular with my notes. I forgot to put down a couple of the scores in my notes. Okay. Mm. So I had to make sure I pulled them up so I had them. <clears throat> okay. Going into the week, um, records were six and zero for myself. Dave three and three. Michaela five and one. Angela four and two. Darian three and three. Meredith three and three. Dan and Jen both three and three as well. Going into the first game of the weekend, we had the four thirty Saturday game. We had the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the one seed Tennessee Titans with the returning King Henry. But King Henry was not enough. No, he wasn't to lead this team to a victory. Ryan Tannehill fell back into Miami Ryan Tannehill, yeah. like Michaela said yesterday before we were recording the other show. It was yeah. It was blah, 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 despicable. It was I despicable. Hated every second of it. <laughs> the so the the best unit. We we had this conversation last week. The best unit this past weekend was easily the Bengals' offensive line. Oh yeah, yeah, they were they were <laughs> they protected yeah. the shit out of Burrow. They only oh, yeah. let him get sacked. I don't know nine, nine. times. Was that an NFL record? It, it was a tie of a postseason record. I, nine sacks. No offense, it's got to be an NFL record for a team who won uh, their yeah, exactly. playoff game. The fact that that yeah. happened and they still won. Yeah, they they got they basically got the quarterback almost killed. That poor kid. Is he's come gonna come play, exactly comeback play of the year. He's gonna and, need yeah. it again. He's gonna lo- he's gonna get his knee blown out and like, uh, I I'm very happy for Cincy, even though I didn't pick Cincy. I was yeah. stupid last week. Yeah. I said I picked all four um, away teams and I didn't. I picked ten, ten, Tennessee, Tennessee because I um I was enamored by the fact that King Henry was going to be yeah, back. Same boat. And King Henry was back. Oh yeah, he was. He performed very well, but it doesn't help when Tannehill throws three picks, one on the first play of the game and one on his last play of the game. Yeah. And then so. one in the first drive of the second half. Yeah, so you defer the ball to just give the ball right back. Exactly. Like that so, it, it makes was... no sense. It's... And I mean, you and you receive the first kick. No, he received it. They re... they didn't defer, Cincinnati deferred. Oh, that's right. Because they received the first kick. Went down. And the then pick. fucking threw the pick on the first play of the game mm-hmm. that they immediately brought back for a touchdown in that yeah. in that drive. Or no, I think they just kicked it for a field goal. Because there was only uh, one touchdown on each side of the ball, I think. Yeah, Derrick Henry's touchdown. Derrick Henry's touchdown, and I think T. Higgins had one. Um, yeah. Oh, was it Joe Mixon? It was Joe Mixon. It was Mixon, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it was Joe Mixon. All, all I know is, do you want to know how impressive Tennessee is as a team? Okay. Tannehill threw three picks. They lost this game by three points. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how impressive this team. Yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. You, you their defense is in, their defense is a good defense. It is a good defense. You, they I mean, you sacked guys, Joe Burrow nine, nine times. times. Yeah. You you've got New England lineage right there. Mm-hmm. Vrabel. With Vrabel, Vrabel, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? He knows he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And he knows how to run well, a defense. Bur- and Burrow didn't have the greatest games. He threw for over three hundred yards, but he didn't have any touchdowns and he no. threw a pick. Yeah, and they were twenty seconds away. Obviously, without that interception, they were twenty seconds away from yeah possibly the, from losing that game. But ice in his veins, Evig McPherson, a rookie, a drafted rookie kicker, has ice in his veins in this game, mm-hmm. and he kicks that last field goal. What I loved hearing was in Bur- Burrow's uh, after-the-game interview, he said that McPherson went up to him or somebody else and said he he did his practice kick and he kind of did a stretch, and he's like, well, guess we're going to the AFC Championship yeah, I game. Saw that, yeah. 
and then kicks it ice in his veins. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stop this and kid. And that's why you draft a kicker. You draft a kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about another kicker that got dra- well, actually went through your team, then went through your my team. team, and is now has kicked perfectly in his playoff career mm-hmm. and has kicked his team into the, the NFC, NFC Championship game. game. Which and is wh- the next game we're going to talk about. Robbie fucking Gold. Robbie Gould. Yep. He is a he is perfect in his NFL career, career yeah. and he's in the got, playoffs. He's and got balls, too. Did you see him because of the opening when they were introducing the Packers plays? He did not give a shit. He, he was, was out kicking there kicking. over them. Yep. There was another video that surfaced going into the wild card game. He was kicking while the cheerleaders were cheering on the field. Yeah. Oh, at the Cowboys game? Yeah, they were in lines next to him, and he Love was down program. the middle. He does not give a shit. His practice and that's field why goals. he's perfect. That is probably the... First mistake in a lineage of mistakes that Chicago made was mm-hmm. cutting Robbie Gold. Mm-hmm. Okay, because then they had to get Cody Parkey, who mm-hmm. double dunked the game away, mm-hmm. and ever since then it's been a downhill spiral for the Chicago Bears. He double dunked the game game away, and here we are. Yes, exactly. But Robbie Gold is this generation's Adam Vinatieri. Oh, easily. Yeah. Okay, he does not kick in great condition. Like he's in San Francisco now, which he has a. Nice stadium there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He spent a majority of his career in Chicago. Yep. Was, per- again, perfect in the play. Didn't get a lot of time in the playoffs. But, but still. perfect in the playoffs mm-hmm. for every kick in Chicago. He's also played in other stadiums throughout his career where he's been in playoff scenarios and has been perfect. He was just in Green Bay. That ball, when you're kicking that ball, is like kicking concrete. In the in snow. snow. In yeah. the snow. Okay. Many kudos, many kudos to Robbie Gold for mm-hmm. kicking the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers into the NFC Championship. And once again, the dominant unit in all of the NFL right now so is San that Francisco San Francisco 49ers defense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nick they, Bosa was back. He made a difference in this game. Yes. I mean, it does help to have him back. But yes, exactly. D'Amico Ryans oh, has that yeah. team that has that unit firing on all cylinders. I wonder who you want as your new head coach. <laughs> Virginia and George McCaskey, you two geriatric fucks better hire this guy. You better go out and do what you have to do to hire D'Amico Ryans, okay? Forget that he checks every fucking box of what people are looking for for coaches nowadays, okay? Mm-hmm. You have the, the Rooney rule, which means you have to interview or hire minorities nowadays, okay? Mm-hmm. So he checks that box. He's an intelligent defensive player. He was defensive rookie of the year for the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. He was a great player. He has built this San Francisco 49ers unit back up mm-hmm. from a unit that used to be incredible under your one of your other defensive coordinators you had a few years ago, Vic Fangio, left San Francisco. D'Amico Ryans is now there, has mm-hmm. built this unit up, yep. made a stellar fucking unit, mm-hmm. and he's young. You can Build with this guy. He is so young. I think he's maybe in his early 40s. Maybe. I think I'm going to even be reaching at that point because I think Mm -hmm. he retired pretty young from the NFL. He is a great young football mind. I don't know what his offensive acumen is. You may have to bring in a hell of an offensive head coach. Yeah, but still. But they're. D'Amico Ryan is 37. He's my age. He's my age. That's crazy. Bring him. George and Virginia, you want to redeem yourself on the Double Doink Network? You want to you want you want to get back into the good graces of one David Andrade and the rest of the Chicago fan base? Do this, okay? This this is the hire you must make. Mm-hmm. Michael Ryan was also an Eagle. 
Yeah, he, he played for the Eagles. Did mm-hmm. he play on the Super Bowl 12 team? 12 to 15, no. No, he missed the Super Bowl team. Yep. That's right. But hire this guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the guy you got to hire. This Aaron Rodgers was lost in this game. Oh, yeah. There, he just had a bad performance. He, the, the team overall. 0-4 versus the 49ers mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The team home or away doesn't matter. Huh? Home or away doesn't matter. Nope, it doesn't matter. I don't matter. know why I picked them. And I picked Green Bay, too, in this game. So I thought I picked San Fran, and then I listened back. I'm like, why the hell did I pick Green Bay? Well, because I picked Green Bay for the sole reason we said it they're all in year. Lambeau. It's cold. It's yeah. going to snow. We said it all year. The, the playoffs went through Green Bay. Mm-hmm. The issue was when a team like San, San Fran kind of snuck into the playoffs. Yeah. If you really think about it, they kind of snuck in a little bit. Mm-hmm. That team came in hot. You know who San Francisco 49ers remind me of right now? The 2007 New York Giants. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. They're ran by their defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. And their defense won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Salt in the wound. <laughs> Listen, I was nine when that. So was I a Pats fan by force? Yes. By so, force. Yes. I was a force. Pats fan by force, and then I got my own brain, and I was like, oh, let me choose a bad team. And I picked Philly. <laughs> nope. Oh, well, then you got the run on us. So I did. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hey, I was a Pats fan in 2007, uh, three or four, whenever oh, yeah, New when England beat Philly. And I changed sides. <laughs> and got us back. You must be the good uh, luck charm, right? I know, right? I guess but, so. Well, yeah, we haven't fucking done anything. But you won a Super Bowl. One you can say about the Bears from 1986 on. It's true. Oh, my God. For true. For show. For show. Yeah. Great game. I, again, another one. Right down to the wire. Right down to the wire. Yeah. All these games were All like, these games were down to the wire. Came to yeah. the last There play. was no boring game nope. this weekend. No. No. And we're going to get to the... Best In one. my opinion, best game was the three o'clock game on Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams went up twenty seven to three yep. against Tom Brady and thought they had this game won. Uh, You're playing <laughs> fucking Tom Brady. The thing is, is he Tom likes Brady to make tied his, that fucking game. He likes to make his games dramatic. He did this. In, he did this in New England all the time. But I was out with a couple of friends, and we left the restaurant where it was twenty-seven to three. They are not, they are not sports fans. They really don't know anything about it. So I, when we were in the car hanging out, I was following it on my phone. I'm like, oh my god, guys, remember when we were at the restaurant and they were down twenty-seven to three? Oh my god, they tied. And then two seconds later, I'm like, shit. They lost. <laughs> Back-to-back fumbles in the fourth quarter. Ugh. The Rams had a total loss four fumbles. Yeah. I think it was Cam Akers. Cam Akers had one. Uh, Cup had one. Technically Stafford had Stafford one. That Stafford had one. That was a blown, one. Um, was a blown uh, snap. Yeah. And then I forget what the I other I think Akers might have had two. Maybe. I know. I only know of one. I don't remember which one. It was, it was crazy. Rams mistakes kept... The Buccaneers in this game. This mm-hmm. game could have been a blowout. This oh, it game easily could have been, been a blowout. But but continuously turning the ball over, giving Tom Brady extra possessions, kind of reminds you of a Super Bowl, right? I know, right? Yeah. Twenty eight. Come back to, to tie three. the game, and then so unlike unlike the Falcons, because the Rams are a far superior team to the Falcons, they actually came back and won the game before the yeah. the clock ran out. Matt Stafford's play. So I was incorrect. I thought they, I thought they knelt it on their first play when they got it back. No, they just they, he dumped sacked. the ball. He was sacked. Oh, he was Stafford sacked. Stafford was sacked, and then because I thought I don't know oh, why. Oh yeah, and then he just dumped the ball see, down the field. I was following it on my phone, and so I missed that play. He was sacked, and then that's when he threw the 20, 20 yard pass to um to Cup, and then they Stafford got them down through the forty yard pass, and then spiked it to kick the field goal. Any Lions fan, Angela, 
is going to remember that type of yeah, play. Yeah, when Stafford mm-hmm. did it to the Cowboys. Took the ball all the way down to the Cowboys. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and spiked the ball, quote unquote. No, took the snap and jumped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And scored the winning touchdown in that game. So it was a little bit reminisce yes. in this game. Yes. And, and, and Angela vicariously is now in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah. That's right. Associated through, math. Associated uh, math. Yep. Stafford. Doink, doink mathematics. Good yeah. for you, Angela. Woo. Which means I'm. In the NFC <laughs> Championship right. game. Because of Robbie, Robbie Gold. And, and I'm technically in there. With Ryan's. With D'Amico Ryan. And Robbie Gold was an undrafted free agent signed by the New England Patriots. There you go. We're all there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Up next, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. This game. No woman can ever say 13 seconds is not long enough. Ever. Because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey proved... That they can make an entire stadium orgasm in 13 seconds. <laughs> yes. It was... That was insane. Two plays. Insane. All right. Tony Romo called it. He Bef- calls everything. Well, I, love, I love him. He is Nostradamus. That guy is unbelievable. But did you hear him call it when the Bills lined up for the for the kickoff? After they went up the second, the third time in the fucking last two I minutes. Know. That was incredible. What was it, 25 points? 25 points, points in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah. Ridiculous. So Romo said they should not kick it out of the back of the end zone. They should get him to run the clock off a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. So that way they could only run one play run versus... one play versus two. Yeah. Made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Made True. all the difference. Because, no offense, I don't think Mahomes and Kelsey could have gotten the entire stadium to orgasm in eight seconds. 13 was enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight wasn't. Yeah, because, I mean... Um, and, go ahead. The, the, um, the call... I don't know if you saw the the after interview where Kelsey just went up to to Hill and to Mahomes and said, "Whatever play you call, I'm not running it. I'm finding yeah. an open lane and, and just fucking go. going." Yeah, he took it 45 down yards down the field, and Mahomes saw him just pounded the ball to him, what called I, the timeout with three seconds left. What I don't understand, this is what I don't understand, is before they ran the first play. Mm-hmm. So before they ran the first play. Buffalo called a timeout. I know, I saw that. And then before they ran the second play, Buffalo called a timeout. Like, why are you giving Andy Reid more, more time. time to think? Mm-hmm. Like, that made no sense to me. The number one defense in the NFL all season, the number one passing defense in the NFL all season, just l- lost, lost that game. Mm-hmm. They lost that game. Now, they didn't lose in regulation. No, they, they lost, lost in overtime. overtime. Mm-hmm. These stupidest, of all fucking overtime rules in all of the major sports worldwide. There is no other sport that ha- does not give both teams an opportunity to go onto the offensive side to win a game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Is there sudden death in other sports? Yes, hockey has sudden death. But guess what? Both teams have an opportunity exactly. to touch the puck. Yeah. Okay? Basketball plays. Another quarter. They have time, yep. Baseball plays until it ends. Mm -hmm. Football needs to change this rule. This rule needs to be an additional 10-minute quarter, and it plays until the end. And then whoever's, yeah. Whoever's winning at that point, that is it. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If they're still tied, you play another fucking quarter. This is is appalling because, was it? two or three years ago this happened to the Chiefs Chiefs, yeah and they were calling for the rule change and they were calling for the rule change right 
this change this rule needs to be changed. Yeah. This rule needs to be changed because I I know we're we're really going far back. But the twenty eight to three game. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan was never given a chance with the ball. No. Mm-hmm. Never given a chance Brady with the ball. Bought that he was ball the league right. he was a league MVP that year. Mm-hmm. That offense was on fire in that game. That th- Matt Ryan's offense did not lose that game. No, the game. defense no, lost the that defense game. Did. It, well, well, no, the Patriots took that game. The thing was is, and then the they de- got they got lucky too. When the defense spot. is on the field for almost a hundred plays, yeah. like yes, Matt Ryan couldn't sustain drives, and yes, mm-hmm. did he take a bad sack? And was there a bad holding he- penalty by Jake Matthews? Yes, there was a lot of those things that happened. Mm-hmm. But to not give Matt Ryan the opportunity to then go down the field, and then the other thing I would do, if there's going to be two changes to the overtime rule, is there's no extra points. It's all two point conversions. So ironically and, enough, and it's 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 a full quarter. Ironically enough, I know ES- college football has something similar so, to that. So yeah. ESPN and ESPN NFL NFL posted on Facebook or Instagram today that under the current rules, teams have won the overtime. Uh, teams that won the overtime coin, coin toss, toss in the playoffs have a ten and one record. Yeah, in the playoffs, and they've also suggested a bunch of different rules for the overtime Mm -hmm. decide first possession of overtime before the end of regulation so it either goes to whomever won the pregame toss or the home team Mm -hmm. makes sense play out the full 15 minute overtime regardless doing so in the playoffs would cause i would do 10 yeah because what happens is if you keep going 15 and Mm -hmm. then 15 and then 15 because most sports have it like football basketball it's not a full quarter it's only hockey's the same thing yeah so yeah, because it's I think it's five minute overtime periods and it's three on three yeah, instead and, of five and, on five. And even baseball yeah. kind of tweaked it where they put a runner at second. They put a runner on second so, and then yeah, yeah. So I think I think you you given the shorter quarter makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, play to eight points. If a coin toss winner scores a touchdown, one. it could seal the game by converting a two pointer. This yep. would reduce the chances of a team winning on the opening possession because you have to get that touchdown and the two points on top of it mm-hmm. yeah. if you kick the field goal and then stop them on their next drive then you can win but you have to win by that eight points yeah, yeah. i just look um not- sp- and another one that i saw that's really interesting is spot and choose one team gets to choose the yard line from which overtime will begin the other team then gets to decide whether it begin on offense or defense so someone could say they want to start on the opposite 20 but you have to start on defense that's an interesting so one so they only have 20 yards to score so you'd obviously want to say forty-five or fifty, so you're right in the middle of the field. Yeah. yeah. And then the other other team decides, okay, you have to stop us, or you have to score on us. So they get to choose whatever side they feel stronger with. That's an interesting one. I like that one. It's interesting. It's a cool. It's a cool concept. Yeah, I it's don't a very think. cool concept. But I I like there's a lot of elements in there that I like. Mm-hmm. I I do feel like you need the full quarter, like the, the ten minutes, not mm-hmm. fifteen. You yeah. Need, you need ten minutes. <laughs> I like the eight, the eight point rule mm-hmm. because what ends up happening is is you, like, all right, you can play to the 10 minutes, right? So let's say first team goes and kicks a field goal. Second team goes and kicks a field goal. Third drive is another field goal. Mm-hmm. Fourth drive is, is a six-point touchdown. That team wins because they already got to the eight mm-hmm. points. Yeah. Like, there's different elements you can do like that. Um, I. They need to change the rule. <laughs> Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think so. You've, you've, you just said it, 10 and 1. 10 and fucking 1. Mm-hmm. Winning the overtime contest. Because at that point, at this point, it's like whoever wins the coin toss, obviously, ten to one, that's who wins the game. Yeah, I don't even know what the one was. In the, is that in the playoffs? Or yeah, just in the in playoffs. Okay. In the playoffs. What? Aaron Rodgers versus the Arizona Cardinals. 
Oh, when he threw that Hail Mary? No, when he got strip sacked. That's when the, right. When the Cardinals went uh, to the Super Bowl run. Oh, That's right, in 2010. Aaron, in 2010, Aaron Rodgers, man, a vault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember because Aaron Rodgers got fucked on that game, so I loved it. Yeah, gotcha. that's that's a you thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is the four Playoffs. games. It's so crazy. Playoffs. We've already finished going over all the games, and I it's know. been twenty minutes. I know. I know. Well, Usually it's twenty minutes, and we're three games through. But we knew this was going to happen, so we have more topics so we are to discuss. Good. We are prepared. Well, we've, had a, we've had a lot of things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we're prepared, but. What are the records at the doors? At right the now? doors, we have I'm eight and two. Dave and Michaela are both five and five. Angela is six and four. Darian is four and six. Meredith is four and six. Dan is four and six. And Jen is five and five. Okay, can we just appreciate that I went zero and four last week and I'm still at five hundred? Yes, let's appreciate that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Not amazing to be zero and four. Guess what? I'm consistent. Five hundred the first week. Five hundred the second. Five hundred the second week. Uh, this week we have uh, one extra person picking. Um, my buddy Corey at work is joining in on the picks for the championship games, um, which we only have two games to pick. We have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Wait, Chiefs. Wait, we're not picking the Pro Bowl? No. <laughs> we have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to do both picks at a time. Okay. Also, we're going to pick both games. So we're going to pick both games. Who is going to the Super Bowl? Okay. I will give my picks first, and then I will give Darian, Meredith, and Corey's. All right. First of all, before we go anywhere, our picks from the beginning of the season are oh, yeah. not here. No. Both yours got eliminated last week. Yep. One uh, of mine is here. Oh, that's right. Yes. One one of them is here. You're the right. Rams. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cleveland yeah, didn't even right. fucking make it. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and one of my teams got eliminated this past week, and the other one fired their GM. And their head coach and lost me as a fan. So <laughs> hired a new GM in the same. Point. We'll get we'll get to that yeah. after. But we do the, these but picks. their new head coach is still coaching right now. So I mean, oh, don't tease me. <laughs> um, for the Super Bowl, I have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams. Now I'm gonna. I have said Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. If the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line will give up nine sacks against the Titans, I don't want to know what they're going to do against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to eat Joe Burrow alive, and Patrick Mahomes is going to eat that defense alive. Yes, I think the Cincinnati Bengals can score some points, but the Chiefs are going to score many more. The Rams, in my opinion, are going to be in home, at home, uh, in LA for their championship game. And they are going to feed off that energy, and they are going to feed that off that energy all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's my picks. Okay. Um, Darian has the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams, as does Meredith. Corey is along with me in Kansas City, LA. Okay. Okay. Um, so Dan has the 49ers and the Bengals in the Super Bowl, as does Jen. And for my picks, I have the 49ers in Kansas City. I agree with you on the Kansas City point. I think I don't think the Bengals offensive line can improve that drastically cuz think about it, even if they give up cuz what 50% is f- still four and a half sacks and that's yeah. a lot for one game. Yeah. So I think in Kansas City it, even if it's a shootout, I think Kansas City would win. And then for the 49ers, I think they're feeding off this underdog mentality. The last time um wasn't the last time they went to the Super Bowl they were wild card or no, they were no, Second they were the third. number one seed. They were the number one? Yeah, okay. they were. Scratch that. 
Yeah, they Anyways. were the number one seed. That was Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my God, Jimmy's going to win the Super Bowl for him. Everything, they meet Kansas City, and Kansas City fucks him up. Yeah. So, but this year, they've gone to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They've gone to Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And, I and think now they're going to L.A. I, and it's going to be another situation of, like, the 2017 Super Bowl when Philly beat Minnesota and then mm-hmm. traveled to Minnesota yeah. for the Super Bowl. So This I is think- going to be San Francisco going into... LA winning and then staying around for the Super Bowl. I think they're kind of in a good situation and I think if their defense can hold up I think if anyone can really hold the Rams I think it's the 49ers. Dave? So Angela is going with Bengals versus Rams. She has to go with the Rams. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Obviously the connection. Understandable. I am Bengals versus 49ers. I am 100% sold on that San Francisco 49ers defense, 100%. I, I think I've expressed that the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay? Easily. Um, They've recently beaten the Rams. They beat the yep. Rams to get into the playoffs. Yep. Okay? Was that in SoFi, too? That was in SoFi. They've already won a game there. I love Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford has had such a great renaissance this year. It's such a great sure. story to see. You know, he was the highest. He was the win- winningest quarterback he was the winningest active quarterback as well as the quarterback with the highest, the most amount of touchdowns thrown to have not won a playoff game and haven't been to the playoffs. That's insane. And, mm-hmm. and then he obviously broke that. Now it's Andy Dalton. Um, yeah. And he, I don't see him starting for a playoff team anytime <coughs> soon. Um, it's just that D'Amico Ryans has that team firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. That. That defensive, that defensive unit is, is scary. Nuts. That defensive unit is scary, and they managed to control Cooper Cup in the last meeting, and they did well against them the first time they played too. I think they have the defensive, the right defensive mindset to to take away that weapon. And if they have and, special teams too, like yes. they did this past yep. game, yep. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember the first time that they played the, the Rams, the Rams had Robert Woods. They don't have Robert mm-hmm. Woods. Yep. Okay, and as much as Odell has improved these last few weeks, yeah. he still doesn't fill the shoes of what Robert Woods mm-hmm. was. No. So I really like the 49ers. As for the Bengals, I understand the apprehension of them facing that pass rush from Kansas City. But do you know how you slow down a pass rush? Screen play. You're going to see Cincinnati do a lot of screens. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tehran Matthew is going to be cleared from concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah, that's he true. He did get kicked in the head pretty ferociously. He was not able to come back from the first quarter on, which means it was a severe concussion. Mm-hmm. If he clears the protocol, it changes the makeup of that defense. Mm-hmm. But does it change up the makeup of who Tyron Matthew is? He's never sustained that type of injury. I know he's had hamstrings and knees and stuff like that. He's never, he's had, never had a head injury. Head yeah. injury. And for someone like him who is a spearhead, he goes after people, will that change his mentality? Probably. He'll probably play more careful. Yes. Yeah. I just like the idea of the screen game with Joe Mixon coming out yeah. of the backfield mm-hmm. against a very over-pursuing pass rush who can smell blood in the water. And I, and I really think that Cincinnati. It's a matter of how quick can Burrow get the yeah. ball out of his hands because no, if he holds, it's not, it's not quick. It's how long can he bait that team yeah. to come after him? Like how well can that offensive line sell that they 
are trying to pass block mm-hmm. and then let someone get by and then Burrow getting that ball off at the right second to get the ball into Mixon's hands. You also have Chase, too. And Chase is a speedy Smart, guy. Uh, Chase can run screens. Yes. I really like that concept. <clears throat> this game is going to be a shootout. This game is... if. Anybody's a gambling person, you gamble the over in this game. I don't oh, yeah. care if the I don't care if the over is eighty points. No, you can take the over. Take in that. the over in this game. Ne- neither of these defenses are really going to do anything. We could yeah. honestly see a repeat of. No, I'm not saying a repeat like this is what's going to. I'm just saying of the score line of the Chiefs game, Rams game from a few years ago when it was fifty four oh, yeah. to fifty one. Yeah, we I mean could the, the last week game that. with the Chiefs and the Bills was seventy eight combined. So yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and it could have been more if the overtime rules were different. Exactly. Yeah. So, and don't forget too that that game had Jared Goff at quarterback and not Matt Stafford. I know exactly. exactly. So, <laughs> um, I got Bengals 49ers a rematch of a Super Bowl from the 1980s, which mm-hmm. I'm really happy yeah. about. And um, if Broadway Joe Namath is backing Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow. Where, who am I to second guess? Only I will, man to ever guarantee the Super Bowl. I will gladly be wrong with my picks. That's what I'm saying. I'll- if if I don't care what the Super Bowl is. It's going to be fun regardless. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather, <clears throat> I would like to see the 49ers, but I wouldn't be upset if Casey loses. Like, that's, I would yeah, love to the see same. the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That would be, that'd be story. insane. That'd because be awesome. 31 years, you never win a uh, playoff, playoff game, game, and then and you, you win three back to back to back. Yeah. You go all And you go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. That'd be a With great story. With the comeback player of the year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Would... And potential offensive rookie of the year. And Jamar Chase. Yes. And they were teammates in college, too, exactly. where they won the national championship. Exactly. Um, so we have some other topics of conversation, um, some things related to the games this week, and then some things outside. We have actually four NFL notes and then two outside of the NFL because once <clears throat> once the NFL season's over, we are going to continue to talk about off-season stuff, trades, uh, signings, retirement, stuff like that. But we're also going to kind of transition into other sports and I'm very excited for when um when and if hopefully fingers crossed the MLB and MLBPA come to an agreement they close out this shutout hopefully. and we get pitchers and catchers in March. Yeah. And we get the start of the season end of March beginning of April. I'm hoping and praying it happens because I love baseball season and <clears throat> I think I haven't talked to you guys yet about how I want to do it but I think I have an idea on how I want to run our recaps on the MLB season. All right, something gotcha. we can discuss then. Yeah. I like this. I like the mm-hmm. idea. Um, but the NFL topics we have to talk about, the first one I have here is the rumblings of a Tom Brady retirement. Can we save that? You want to save that? Can we save that for last? Last, last? Last, last. Because okay. it ties into what I want to talk about. Okay. okay. Um, so then we'll talk about another departure. This one is Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. Was that the last start Aaron Rodgers had at Lambeau Field as a Green Bay Packer? I say yes. I think um, with the NFL, you have to take a lot of things into consideration, and the biggest thing is a salary cap. Yes. And Devontae Adams, and not made it clear-cut, but we like to think of them as a package deal. Easy. Because Devontae Adams is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. And even if you take... Devonte Adams off of their books. They're still forty something million over the mm-hmm. salary cap. Yeah, and I'm not. I can't pick exact other names besides him and obviously Rogers, who are free agents. But they have a lot of people to try I to think keep. Jones on. is a free agent, is he not? I don't know off the top of my head. Like I said, we can look through the rosters at the end of yeah. the season. But like, so they they have so many things that they have to try to keep because Rogers has already come out and said, 
I'm not willing to be on a rebuilding team. Even he's though, not willing to be the starting quarterback of a rebuild team. Yeah, so I say no. I think he's going to go somewhere else, and then wherever he goes, as long as they have space, they'll they'll take Devontae Adams, too, because he's a top-tier wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where exactly he could land. I mean, head automatically goes to, like, Pittsburgh. Teams that need that quarterback, I would say New Orleans, but they but, have no fucking cap space at all. And we'll get to it. Like they're seven, they're seven million something stupid over. It's insane. Their their cap space being over. <clears throat> What's your opinion on it? He's gone. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's gone. He's already said he would never play for Chicago. So he's not. Take going that to off. Chicago. That that's gone. Minnesota's got their starter. No, they don't. You think Kirk's out? I think I. You have a new head coach coming in. You mm-hmm. have a new general manager coming in. It doesn't really bode well for a quarterback who's sitting there in the last seven years and hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah. That's true. You have all these ultimate weapons over there, and he wouldn't be the first Green Bay quarterback to make the jump to Minnesota. I know. Um, Brett Favre did it. it. Brett Favre had to do it through the New York Jets. He had to play but, for the Jets yeah. and be traded. But he made the jump, and he initially wanted to make the jump when he first left Green Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think... Rogers for certain is out, but I don't think he's out of the NFC North. I think he's going to Minnesota. Really? Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is out. Really? I think Kirk. Do Cousins we see is a out. flip? No. You don't see Kirk and Green Bay. No. For, Who do you? His contract's way too much yeah. money. That's true. Are you kidding me? And the quarterback's Jordan Love. They drafted well, him. Well, no. Okay, so That's you true. said Minnesota. What team do you think? If you had to, if you had to, if put I had to one put out in the out, universe, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh I, needs a quarterback. I say Seattle if Russell Wilson leaves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Because Russ could go to Pittsburgh and Rodgers could find himself in Seattle. <clears throat> I think he... Atlanta's another option if he wants to go down south. Yeah. If, if, again, you kind of hinted at it, Tom Brady retires. Tampa Bay. Does, he want to go to Tampa Bay. They're All looking. I know is it's not just Rodgers making this decision. Green Bay's made the decision. Oh, yeah. yeah. Green Bay drafted Jordan Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what soured Aaron Rodgers this season. Yeah, that's when it started. And just so we all realize, it was the same mistake Green Bay made when they drafted the, Aaron Rodgers yep. with Brett Favre. And they had Brett Favre So right it's there, like yeah. the second coming of it. Like, seriously, it's the second coming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Next note, um, there was a little bit of rumbling on Twitter uh, about a potential signing for Baltimore. Um, <clears throat> one Antonio Brown. So Brown went out onto Twitter. Um, he was asked, what player would you want to play with next and he put out there he wants to play with Lamar Jackson Lamar goes in um, subtweets and comments on AB's original tweet the uh, devil horns emoji Um, and then Antonio Brown proceeds to post a photo of him photoshopped in a Baltimore Ravens jersey does Antonio Brown find himself in Baltimore. If Baltimore is smart, no. So I brought this point up upstairs. Um, he works out, or he at least worked out with Lamar Jackson this past offseason. Hollywood Brown, their other wide receiver, mm-hmm. is there, is his cousin. John Harbaugh, I think we all can say that he's a very, very smart coach. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think I saw something where they're extending him. <clears throat> and also, this was another great point brought up. Antonio Brown needs and wants targets. He just had Tom Brady, who throws the ball, average 35, 40 times a game. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens 
they run that instead. Mm-hmm. They do not throw yeah, the ball I mean, as often and as I any mean, other if, team. If Lamar's not playing, it's Huntley who runs the v- a very, very yeah. similar offense. No, it is the same offense. It's the exact same offense. You look at the errors where teams draft quarterbacks, but they don't put them in the right offense. Chicago is a prime example, right? Mm-hmm. You have this young kid, Mitchell Trubisky. You didn't put him in the right offense. You got this young kid in... Justin Fields, but you don't have him in the right offense. But the problem is, is his backups run completely different offenses. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton does not run the same offense as Justin Fields. Yeah. What does John Harbaugh do? He has a guy who he built his offense around, and then he tells his GM, make sure you get me guys who play like this guy. Mm-hmm. Because if something happens to this guy, mm-hmm. I can plug someone in to play 75% of that's the offense. That's why Humphrey plays as well as he does in that position. Yeah. Yes. He won multiple games for him. Yeah. Huntley played unbelievable. <clears throat> he didn't play... Lamar Jackson, yeah, unbelievable. Lamar we, Jackson's another level. Yeah. But it's the it's the fact that you're plugging in a player of the same caliber, of the same talent pool. Mm-hmm. Like the running quarterback, run, yeah. Yeah, yeah. someone who can throw on the run, someone who can move the pocket. Mm-hmm. Not like you have Justin Fields who sits there and can move around in the pocket and then also run if he has to and stuff. And then you got Andy Dalton who's a pure pocket passer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Here's here's a question for y'all put out there because you were saying how Lamar Jackson's something different. He's he's a more unbelievable player. I've heard a lot of rumblings that he's not even questioned for top ten quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, because he's not really. And he I, got I, injured I would, last year. Yeah, he so. got injured. I wouldn't put him in my top ten. I most certainly would not put yeah, him in my top ten. Yeah, there were definitely there's definitely there's definitely ten quarterbacks there better be, than him. There might yeah. be fifteen quarterbacks yeah. who are better than him. I'm sure if he comes season. into the season fully healthy and he gets back to the way he was, I'm sure there could be. And that you have to remember, if they if they can become a wild card, if not divisional contender this coming but they year, they were. I know. They, I'm saying they yeah. were. Okay. Mm-hmm. This season and the season before that, they not so much. But they were. He they, was. They were leading they were, the division before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, like they were there. Yeah. Nobody was chasing them down and then he got hurt and the Bengals caught fire and that was it like it it's tough to gauge but like he's a he's a top 10 quarterback when he's healthy okay this year he wasn't a top quarter top 10 quarterback he missed too much time like we could sit here right now and quickly rattle off 10 quarterbacks and even one of them's fucking Kirk Cousins like seriously yeah okay just based it just based on the numbers and the performance you know what I mean that's what it is. Kirk Cousins stood healthy all season. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll give him a ton of shit. You know what I mean? But he stood healthy all year. He didn't and miss he had any great games. numbers. He had great, he had flashy numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Baltimore is a wild card division contending team with a healthy Lamar Jackson. Now, Huntley, another year in the system, could could also help, help that offense yeah. if Lamar was to get hurt. Correct. To yeah. continue to be that. Be dynamic. Yeah. Okay. But no to A.B. Absolutely no. fucking not. Do not bring that guy into your team. Okay? That's, that's nothing but trouble. That's like pissing in someone's lemonade. Yeah. Okay? The color might look the same. The taste is very different. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's true. Um, up next, last uh, football note before we get to Tom Brady. I have one more. You have one more? To, yeah, before we get to Tom Brady, but let's get to, to the one you have next, and then I have one more. Yeah, uh, well, we got the non-NFL, too, before we get to yes, Brady. Yes, before we get to Tom Brady. Um, Sean Payton has stepped down from the head coaching position in the New Orleans Saints organization. Do you think it's because Chicago went to go make a trade to try to get him off to Chicago? You think? Ooh. That'd be interesting. I mean, I threw that out there into the it world. It seems kind of out of nowhere. Kind of threw that out into the world, and, and, yeah, and the Saints... Are way over the cap. 
They're going to yeah. be rebuilding. So if they can get some draft capital <laughs> for a trade on a head coach, why wouldn't they? Yeah, that's true. So they maybe Sean, maybe Sean Payton was, contracts. Maybe Sean Payton just kind of was given the option. The team went to him and said, "Hey, listen, we're kind of getting a lot of offers to uh, from Chicago to uh, have you traded there, and we're actually considering it." And he goes, "Well, I guess I quit." Yeah, and he's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for him. He's been he's been in the league for a long time. Let him take a year off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, I'd say a couple a year. years off. Yeah, a couple years maybe. He's come a great back. head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's been to two, right? He's been to two. Has he only been to one? No, only been to one. I think he's only been to one. I think they've been close. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. They've had a bunch where they've fallen short yes, because of yeah. because of plays and yeah, ref calls and stuff calls. like that. They've been to the NFC title game multiple times. Yeah, and, um, bad calls and then have bad cost calls have cost it. Yep. Yeah, because um, Drew Brees only has the one championship mm-hmm. where he beat um, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, so my note. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say anything about Sean Payton? I'm sorry because I know it was your it was your note. No, I mean, I know he said he's not going to coach next year, but. We'll see. But like you said, it could have been a ruse to where, like, oh, I'm just going to cut my ties and then maybe, like, a couple months before the offseason, he's almost, like, That's hey. almost similar to Tom Brady says, I'm not going anywhere. And then days later, Tom Brady is signed with Tampa Bay. Yeah, so we'll see. What do you Who got? knows? We could see by Friday, Saturday, Sean Payton, new head coach of yeah. Chicago Bears. Well, <laughs> you want to transition. They have a new general manager. Yes, they do. They have mm-hmm. Ryan Poles, you know. From Kansas City. Why see how they, that went. Why are they dipping back into that fucking well? See how they went there. Listen, um, I don't know anything about this guy. Uh, I haven't really read anything up, so I'm not going to give my opinion until next week mm-hmm. after I read a little bit about this guy. Um, he is coming from a Super Bowl winning organization. Okay, Kansas City has the Super Bowl championship with Patrick Mahomes from a couple years ago, so they know how to build winners. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't again. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know where he came from in the Kansas City organization and where he just left. What positions he's had in the middle of that time. I enjoyed having Ryan Pace in Chicago. I thought Ryan Pace did a very good job coming from New Orleans. The play, the player pool that he was able to draft while he came over from New Orleans. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, who this Ryan Poles guy is, I'm not sure. Again, I can't wait to look into it. I can't wait to see who he would consider for head coaching candidates. Um, mm-hmm. But. I'm going to leave my opinion about him kind of open at the moment mm-hmm. because my opinion of the McCaskies are they still suck. Yeah. So we, you made that verbal earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been very clear over the past couple of shows. Um, moving on to a little bit of non NFL news. We'll have a little bit of MLB hall of fame talk um, about the first ballot hall of famer. Uh, David Ortiz, big poppy. Congratulations. Yay. Got into the hall of fame. He is now going to be enshrined in Cooperstown. Um, and, you're very vocal on these two players that are now no longer eligible for the Hall of Fame, and that is Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Oh, big time. There's no reason they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I agree and that, 100%. And that, goes Kurt, and that goes for Kurt Schilling as well. I agree yeah. 100% for all three. Okay. Bonds and Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame because of PEDs. They played in the generation where multiple players <laughs> failed PEDs, okay? Mm-hmm. Multiple players. Poppy got popped, mm-hmm. Okay. Manny Ramirez is probably going to miss the Hall of Fame because he failed tests, but Poppy gets in. It's it, it's to me, it's an ugly look. It's an ugly situation. Yeah. Okay. The thing that bothers me is Kurt Schilling's not in because of his political views. Yeah, which that's an upsetting topic. That's what bothers me. Okay, because whatever it is, we all know that it's more of a liberal media. When it comes to mm-hmm. this polling, and when yeah. you watch ESPN, yeah. 
it's all more of a liberal agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kurt Schilling is way the fuck on the other side of that. And I get it. All right. Some of the things he says are just absolutely crazy. But you need to take away the things he you does off a- the field. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. He's you not are- raping people. He's not murdering people. You're in- <laughs> fucking um, you are Ty in- Cobb is a fucking racist and he's in the hall of fame he's considered one of the greatest baseball players of all time you're enshrining the baseball player you're not enshrining Shining, the yeah. political view of him you're not enshrining the i mean obviously if he does something fucked up personally no, exactly don't put him in the fucking hall of fame but you're for not, his views he's one of the shouldn't have anything to do best players Ever. in a long time yeah kurt schilling is and just because he's a he's a he's, he's a, a wide stick he's a wide right uh politician not even a politician but political a political views, follower yeah you're not gonna put him in the hall of fame it's fucked up no it, it definitely is i and this is one thing that drives me nuts okay and you know you guys want to come at me come at me i cannot stand revisionist history it should not have changed yaki way what the fuck no i agree with you 100%. that's a huge fucking mistake okay that's a huge fucking mistake. That's part of what the Red Sox were. Yeah. Okay. The guy was a shitbag. It is what it is. But guess what? He's still part of the fucking history of the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like seriously. All right. Everyone wants to talk about Boston Pride. I'm, th- didn't they just retire a, um, a hockey player? Oh, uh, uh, Willie po- Reed. W- Willie Reed or something. I think like that? Yeah, oh, Willie yeah. Reed. Yeah. Okay. Y- y- you want you guys want to be all proud here in Boston about that? Yeah. You're the last fucking team to to desegregate in the major leagues. Last fucking team. Give me a fucking break. Why? Because your owner was the way he was. And now you're going to revise it 70 fucking years later? Give me a fucking break. That's a joke. So, Schilling not being in the Hall of Fame is a joke because of his political views. Bonds not being in the Hall of Fame because of his fucking steroid and PED use. Which, by the way, he never tested positive. Not once. He was named in Balco. He was named in all the perjury trials. But he never tested positive. Okay, his head grew 15 fucking sizes. But he never tested positive. All right. Mm-hmm. And Roger Clemens is a seven time fucking Cy Young Award winner mm-hmm. who pitched, yes, on steroids in an era where he pitched two players who well, were on steroids. steroids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, he won, he won, um, rookie of the year with mm-hmm. the Red Sox. He won a Cy Young as a rookie with the Red Sox. He revised his career in Toronto and won back to back to back Cy Young Awards. Okay. Then he went to the Yankees and finally got his World Series. He was dominant from the day he entered the major leagues to the day he left the major leagues. There are people in Texas who still go to this guy to be fucking a pitching coach because he's that goddamn good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is a mistake. The Major League Baseball Writers Association got this fucking wrong. These guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I, I, especially Bonds and Clemens. Especially Bonds and Clemens. I mean, so so not so much. I, I, it's tough because, again, it's that whole fucking political dynamic. There's always going to be that, you know. What I mean, that's why we don't really talk about that stuff on this show because one one thing or another, we're going to offend somebody. It's just yeah. what it is, so we have to just stay right in the middle with it. But that's the thing is, Schilling won't tow that line. Just like I love Tim Thomas, love Tim Thomas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tim Thomas will never be enshrined by the by the Boston Bruins. He's a whack job. He, yeah, he's like hidden out in the mountains somewhere because he's afraid of like fucking. The government finding him and implanting a chip in his head or something like that. Love that for him. I do too. I love how he's like a nomad and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but he's never going to get in shine. Exactly. Because yeah. of, of that stuff. Which I think a lot of sports leagues do. Like like you said, you are enshrining the player and what they did for the sport. Yes. How is, unless obviously they are convicted of some crime, um, 
there should be no reason if they did something great for the sport and for the team that they played for. I, I, and especially, like, like you said, the PDs, they like, were all on even playing field because they were all fucking drugged that's up. That's like our, our conversations we've had about Chris Benoit. Yeah, correct. Correct. Should he be in the WWE Hall of Fame? As, As a, a wrestler? wrestler? Million 100%. percent. As a human? Who knows? Absolutely not. And the thing is, is again, for for an owner who's extremely right when it comes to uh, um, his political views with yeah. the people he supported, whether it was Donald Trump or um, other Republican politicians throughout his entire career, he stays very left with a lot of his views when it comes to having people like Chris Benoit mentioned and stuff like that. And I'm talking about one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's just what yeah. I've noticed about the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he just toes that line, which whatever way the money's going to flow. Mm-hmm. It's just how it's always been. Wherever wherever the money is is where Vince McMahon is. Yes. Um, There was one other thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. So we want to talk about a player, right? We want to talk about – this is a tangent before we get to the last topic, and it brings us back to the NFL. So this way we can tangent back into the NFL for well, the Well, I also topic. have mm-hmm. the NHL. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, the NHL and the uh, NFL thing at the end is going to tie oh, okay. together. So – Here's our tangent back from Hall of Fame talk back to the NFL. Okay. Player who had off the field issues but was a phenomenal athlete when he was on the field. And I'm talking about Michael Vick. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. For a second, I thought you were going to say Ray Lewis. Oh, he got away with murder. Well, that's what I'm saying. Still in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. But I'm talking about Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a generational talent. Never really won anything. Never Mm -hmm. went to a Super Bowl. Revived. The Atlanta football community, okay, revived that community. Then he went to prison. He served his time. He paid back all his debts, gave back to the community, came back, had a second coming of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Vic's kind of a borderline Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's a Hall of borderline, Famer. Borderline, yeah. He's no. borderline for, the, for what he put on the field. And he was w- generational. He changed <clears throat> the game. We wouldn't have a Patrick Mahomes. We wouldn't have a Lamar Jackson. Jackson. We wouldn't have many of these mobile quarterbacks we have today if it wasn't for them playing as Michael Vick, playing Madden football mm-hmm. and seeing the way that he did the sport, okay? Because of his off-the-field stuff, do you think he gets docked for it? Do you Does think get- that, Do you think is that what keeps him out of the Hall of Fame, or is it because he didn't do this, 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 and this? Um, because I- we know why Schilling's not in. Because Schilling's a Hall of Fame. Just look at his numbers. He's Hall of Fame. Vic is borderline. So does Vic get the bump because he made come up and he made repents for what he did as a human being to get him into the Hall of Fame? Or does or does he get docked because of what happened off the field? I'll let you go first because I know my response. So I think to be quite honest, I follow Michael Vic now because obviously when he the whole dog fighting thing happened, I when did it happen? 2005, six? Five or six. It was, yeah. it was just before they drafted Matt Ryan because he was in prison when they drafted Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. He thought he was going to get out of prison and be an Atlanta Falcon again, and they drafted Matt Ryan. So when that happened, that not say... 2007 for Ryan. I believe right? so, yeah. So not say that I was not old enough to understand what's happening, but I was still young enough to not really fully understand what happened. So I think when I was old enough to watch him, it was during his second... His second tenure his, in it, Philadelphia. Yeah, so... I think he's going to be more docked for that. He didn't have that many on the field accomplishments. Cause like you said, I think he's done a lot. He went to prison. Like you said, he served his time. He has served his community. He has paid back his debts and he has been a model citizen um, since. since. So I think he's more for me personally. And I hope so. I think he's more docked for that. He didn't 
do enough on the field. That's that's what I think. So I agree to a point, but I don't think he gets docked. I think he gets in for the sole fact of how he has revolutionized the quarterback position. Essentially, again, revolutionizing the mobile quarterback position. As Dave said, without Michael Vick, we don't have a Patrick Mahomes. We don't have a Lamar Jackson. We mm-hmm. don't have a Justin Fields. Yeah. We don't have these moving, fast quarterbacks that can that can scramble if need be. We don't have a fucking Josh Allen at this point because he's a mobile quarterback. If you yeah. want to, if you want to put a definition on it. So I think he gets in because of how he revolutionized that position, and and made a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. a concept. Not just a concept, an actual product on the field. Yeah, not yeah. just a concept. Concept is the possibility of it happening. He made it happen. Yeah, I'm I'm in the, I'm on the Vic Hall of Fame, um, bandwagon. Train. I'm on that. I'll be the conductor of that train. Choo choo, choo choo, motherfucker. I will definitely be on that train because he, for what he did as an athlete on the field, did he win Super Bowls? No. Did he even get to a Super Bowl? No. But he changed the game. Yeah, he changed the game. And this is where it brings me to the point of the guy who should get in this year. I hope he gets in this year. And that's Devin Hester. Yes. Yeah. Devin Hester needs to get in. He needs to be the very first official special teams only player to get into the, into the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, he came in as a cornerback and he played a little bit of wide receiver. That's not what he's known for. No, no he's exactly. known for his special teams work. Yeah. He changed the game. He broke the record books in back-to-back yeah. years. Oh, and then he had a lull there for a couple of years, and then he came right the fuck yeah. back. Heston needs to be in, and I would I love to see Michael Vick in as well. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. Okay. Now, do you want to go to TB12 or OV8 first? Okay. So I'm going to pose the question. Forget their numbers. Forget the fact that Tom Brady's considering retirement. Ooh, big spoiler. He's been saying that for a couple of years. He always, at the end of every season, he's unsure what the fuck he wants to do. To me, the real question here, they both have played 21 seasons in their respective sports. Yep. Ovi's only been in the NHL since 2004, but he was a professional in Russia. So and he playing... was drafted number one overall Yes, by the Caps. Yes. Yep. Okay. No, he, he, that was the same year as Sydney. Wasn't Sydney one in him too? Or was he number he was one? No, he was number overall. one. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Sydney, I believe, was... The year before then. The year before that, Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, because I know they were, they were close. Yeah. So... What is more impressive? Ovechkin's career. Sidney Crosby was drafted the year after Ovechkin. Okay. 2005. Okay. So what is more impressive? Alexander Ovechkin's career or Tom Brady's career? I would honestly say because Ovechkin has continued this upward trajectory. And I wouldn't even say he's plateaued. He's continued upward and onward. He is a possible MVP. He leads the NHL in points. He leads the NHL in points at 58. And he's He's second for goals at 29. But the only reason he... So he has 29 goals. The person ahead of him has 30. But he only has 13 assists, where Ovechkin has 29 assists this Mm. season. Yeah. Ovechkin is on trajectory to be the NHL MVP this year. Yeah, he's on trajectory to be the NHL all-time goal-scoring leader as well. And, yes, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time to play the quarterback position. I don't think that's a question. It still is. 
It still is? It's still debatable. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't even say Ovechkin's the greatest hockey player of all time, though. No, that still go- belongs to Wayne Gretzky. Exactly. Wayne Gretzky has more assists in his career than the next guy has points in his career. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's not even close. Alexander Ovechkin's career, as of right now, is more impressive than Tom Brady's, in my opinion. Okay. Be- because okay. of how difficult hockey is compared to football. Okay. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm not... You guys definitely know more, a lot more about hockey. I know a little bit. But as much as I love Tom Brady, as much as he's never done what people have done, but a lot of people would say only in terms of accomplishments, I give Ovechkin the edge because hockey is a lot harder sport. It takes a lot more off your body. Tom Brady is not um, hes not on the defensive side. He doesn't play both sides. Yeah. In hockey, you have to play both sides. You have to play offense. You have to play defense. You have to do all of these things. And I know if you look at their both respective careers, like I said, Brady has more accomplishments in his sport. But in terms of difficulty, and Ovechkin's been doing it for 17 years in the, in the NHL. NHL. 21 and, NHL, yeah. And then he started, what was it, 16 in Russia? Four, he started from 2001 to 2004. Yeah, so he spent four years in Russia. At, uh, at 2000, late 2003 yeah. because he was drafted in 2004. Yeah. So, yeah, 21 years, both in their respective sports. Um, has Ovechkin ever had like major injuries where he missed an entire year? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't think he's missed seasons. I think he's missed parts of seasons because of injuries. Yeah. yeah, he's never missed, I think, entire seasons. So Brady, obviously... Had the one. He had the one, and then he was suspended for those four games. Whatever, whatever you think about that, whatever. Ovechkin has been doing this consistently in the harder sport. Both sides, and he's always consistently been at the top. Um, I think it, I think it's Ovechkin. Yeah, because I'm looking at some of OE's stats. He has three MVPs. Four straight goal scoring titles mm-hmm. in the 2012 to 2017 season stretch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Four scoring titles, three MVPs total. Um, I think he has even more now at this point. He has one. He has one. One, one Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yep. Okay, that's all he, he has. Played, he got the Stanley Cup with the Caps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's only played for the Caps. He's never going anywhere else. Oh, he's yeah. playing for a million dollars this year. He's not going anywhere yeah. else. Okay. He, he played um, the 2012-2013. The 2012 to 2013, he played for the KHL for a little bit. He played for Dynamo Moscow. Yeah, but that's because he was from Russia. Yeah. So that's that yeah. Was, he's been a cap the he's been a his cap entire his entire NHL career. Tom Brady plays 16 games a season. Alexander Ovechkin plays 82. 82. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady plays offense behind a line that protects him, and he may get hit at most 10, 12 times a game. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin is going up and down the ice at speeds of up to 25 and 30 miles an hour and smashing into bodies. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady gets half of a game to sit down on his ass and not do anything. Ovechkin plays half of the game, and that other half where he's sitting down, he's not sitting down. He's trying to get his ass back on the ice so this way he can do more and more and more. Mm -hmm. Alex Ovechkin, give me some of that OV8 juice, okay? I want that. Okay, fuck TB12. Give me that yeah. Ovechkin juice. I, that, give me what NHL players have. Give me what he has, okay? Mm-hmm. It is incredible. I'll even take his teeth. <laughs> or lack thereof. His smile is amazing. Come on. Yeah, I it, take his smile over anything. Yeah, I it, love it. It reminds me a lot of when I was in second grade and I had four teeth <laughs> in my mouth, okay? That guy's career is incredible. All right. We don't, t- nobody in this country talks enough about hockey. It, it's true. It, it's it's so sad, and you look at what these guys do. You know, we're not even talking about Sidney Crosby, who's still playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ev- Ev- Evgeny Malkin, um, 
Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara. Zdeno Chara. I mean, there are some incredible players in this sport that just Mm -hmm. don't get the recognition because hockey just doesn't do the promotion that way. And they don't have the big TV deals with ESPN Mm -hmm. and ABC and CBS and NBC. But if you ask me to go to a hockey game or a football game, I would. Yep. Every day of the week. Give me a hockey game every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Ovechkin's career far surpasses what Brady has done. You have to remember, in hockey, it is a lot of individual effort Mm -hmm. to make things happen. You cannot just stand around and expect something to happen for yep. you. You have to get up and down the ice. You it's also a like... nonstop sport, and they only get one timeout yes. for the entire game. Yes, and the thing is, is there's no stoppage in place until there needs to be a stoppage in play. Mm-hmm. And that's also another reason why hockey isn't as popular. There isn't a lot of TV timeouts. There isn't a lot of commercials. Yeah. So advertisers... Which you think would be more popular because the game's yeah. going. But the thing is, advertisers aren't going to dump exactly. money into yeah. a spot like that. If they're... I've, I've watched a hockey game where... You're watching the clock and you're like, holy shit, the quarter's half over and there hasn't been a single stoppage. Yeah. There yeah. hasn't been an offsides. There hasn't been a penalty. There hasn't been an icing. There hasn't, there's been mm-hmm. no commercials. It's like, holy shit. Like, this game just moves. It's a lot like watching and if, soccer. And if you think about it. Or football. An, an NHL player will play 82 games a season, 30 minutes a game on ice. The good ones, 30 minutes. The, 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 the good ones, ones yes. like Getting the shit yeah. beat out of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll have some NFL players that'll play 20 snaps, 30 snaps a game, yeah. and will make 40 times yeah. what they, what the, the money I also that think, an NHL player I also will think make. Obviously, the NHL is the toughest, tougher players. Oh, 100%. You can't We've even, had this conversation yeah. before. And if, you, and if anyone says that, and if, like the NFL, like who, who are the tougher players? If they say they, the NFL, look at them, give them like an eye. Like, what? what? Are you about? What are you Absolutely about? not. Hockey players. Would beat the snot out of yeah. an NFL player. Well, they will literally anytime. get hit in the face with a puck, hit in, was it, and get their knee shattered and go back out in the game. Wasn't wasn't that Ovechkin? Didn't yeah. Ovechkin take a puck to the face <laughs> yeah. and yeah. bust it open? Yeah. Went, spit out whatever he had to spit out, mm-hmm. got a couple of sutures, and went right back on the ice. And I think he scored. Yeah, I think he scored too. It's fucking... All right, last tangent. Back to the vault. Last tangent. Favorite hockey play of all time. Favorite hockey player of all no, time. No, not player. Player. Singular play that you oh. watched that like, oh shit moment. Wow, that's what the sport is all about to you. So I'll give you mine because I don't have that I don't have that long of an, yeah, yeah, an NHL history. Yeah. But mine happened this year. Okay. It was that you know that some I don't remember what, what kind of a play it is where they pick the puck up yeah. and they flip it in or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where this one someone flipped it up from behind and batted the yeah, ball. The other guy batted, batted the puck in. in. Okay. I was, I think the Wild did it or yeah, something. Or Winnipeg, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Okay. I saw that and I was like, the, I, the one that sent the alley-oop was like, how did that just happen? Yeah. Like, it was it was funny because um, I shared on our story yeah. the the Kadiri play. Yeah. That, that was sick. That's not my favorite play of all time. All right. What about you? Come on. Anything that comes to mind, like, sparks you right away. Like, the, the Bruins winning oh, the Stanley um, Cup. Or... Not when they won the Stanley Cup. When they, I, I guess... It's more of like points in the game where they came back. Who were they playing? They came the Maple um, Leafs. The Maple Leafs. The Leafs and they came yeah. back from what was it? Three. Three down with three. And down. then they came back and then they won. So it's I can't pick a particular one because I don't have that NHL knowledge. But yeah. just that game, because one, it's obviously the Bruins. They're my favorite team, but it just embodies. It's the like sport. that last five minute stretch. Yeah. So that's okay. that kind of stretch of game. I challenge you both. 
to go online and look up Paul Correa, Scott Stevens. Okay. That play is what hockey is all about. Scott Stevens kills Paul Correa. Paul Correa is dead on the ice. Dead. He comes to, you see him come back to life. His mask fogs up from him breathing like his breath came back into him. He gets knocked out of the game. This is in the Stanley Cup Finals with the Ducks versus the the Devils. Gets knocked out of the game. The Ducks tie the game up. Paul Correa comes back out and scores the game-winning goal. That's insane. (laughs) That stretch is in fucking credible. That is my favorite play in NHL history. I will watch that highlight a thousand times just to watch Paul Correa come back to life after he gets knocked the fuck out. He he's out. Like you see him on the ice and just he's fucking out. One of my favorite moments from this year so far, which we don't talk a ton of NHL, but there was some fun shit that it's happened been this so year. So much fun shit in the NHL. I don't even remember what the two teams were, but it was literally the start of the game, puck drop, four players all drop their gloves. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, they didn't have enough room in the boxes for him. Nope. This is why hockey is also one of the best sports because you can legally fight in it. Yeah, and there's retaliation. Although yes. there was a there was a there was a fight in the the Ducks game last night, and they threw maybe what I know they two didn't punches and then they pulled him apart. Yeah, he went down on as soon as you hit the ice. The, the, I know, the but it was like, like after like he swung, missed, and kind of slipped and fell on his knee, and they had to pull seconds. him apart. Yeah, but it it's, it's it's protection it's because yeah, I think yeah. someone in the seventies ended up getting a cheap shot or something like that. As he was coming back up, the fist was coming down and completely ended him up. Yeah. So I think this is the end of the episode, right? I think that does wrap it up. Yeah, we were able to stretch it out for you guys. Have something good to listen to tonight. So, um. Thank you always for everyone turning out, listening to this episode of Doinked. Um, this has been the recap, obviously, of the divisional round, mm-hmm. preview of the uh, conference championships, and a little bit of tangenting. Um, if you do have any questions, comments, or concerns about this episode or any of our past episodes, reach out to us directly at the Double Dunk Network on Instagram. Um, you can reach out to myself at Dare Laufen. Nope. Oh, nope. Laufen nope. Doink. Dave, there you go. Five. Oh no, nope, eighty-four. 84. Fuck, I don't even know my own tag. Laughing <laughs> Doink, Dave, eighty-four. Laughing Doink, Dave, eighty-four. On Instagram, you have Josh. I'm at the J L T H E J A U L D. I'm at Mickey Two Wise underscore sixteen. There we go. Um, you know you can find the podcast on all of the major streaming platforms. You know you got Apple, you got Pod Pluto, you got Spotify, Pod Bean, Pod Bean. And of course, right if you guys if you guys are enjoying this episode and did not get to catch last night's episode, we actually released the second episode mm-hmm. of Doink Talk, where we just sat down and bullshitted around for about 35 minutes, 40 minutes, just it talking about would you rathers. Yeah. Yes. We just sat here and just Googled up some would you rathers, and we got a nice, fun episode coming for you guys next week. We yes. won't spoil that now, but nope. next Monday we will have another episode of Doink Talk mm-hmm. uh, for you guys. So before we sign off, anybody have media suggestions? Yeah, I'll give one. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can give one. I mean, I'll give mine first. Yeah, And as much it. as Josh doesn't like this song. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm not saying I don't oh, like media. it. Oh, Okay, I got one. Yeah, yep. All right, so, you guys go. So, the album we'll be releasing this year, I currently have a countdown, actually, on my uh, Instagram. Oh, yep, yep. So, I have the countdown for the new Ghost album, which I cannot fucking wait for. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for it. I it, It's going to be magical. I can't wait for them to go on tour, but... um. The song that has got me addicted right now is um, their new single off the album. I just want to make sure I get the title correctly. It is called "Call Me Little Sunshine." It it is so it is so eerily beautiful. The song is just so eerily beautiful. That's all I can say. Go and listen to it. All right.
You have one. So mine was a, it was a new version of a song that's already been released by a day to remember. Um, a day to remember re-released their song re-entry which was on their you're welcome album but they released this one with a feature verse from mark hoppus of blink 182 okay wow it was an interesting dynamic um it was definitely a different voice um to what you expect from jeremy mckinnon with a day to remember but it worked in my opinion, they released a three-song EP, which they re-released two other songs from Your Welcome, and then they had this song re-entry, Lead It, featuring Mark Hoppus. So I'll definitely give that as my media suggestion. Uh, so mine is a song that came out four days ago. Um, it's, a, it's a sister duo. Um, they're called Good Boy Daisy. Um, they released this song called Selfish, and it's just their entire vibe in it. And they haven't come up with an album yet. They just come up with a couple of singles and they're a newer, couple of features. They're a newer group. Yeah, so I'm just... I love the song. I have it. I've had it on repeat for a couple of days. So yeah, selfish by Good Boy Daisy. Well, as always, this has been a Double Dunk Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Dunks out. Dunks out. Dunks out.